Superbrain is a labour of love. Alas, no podcast can survive on love alone. We don't have a sponsor, so we need your support for Superbrain to stay alive and kicking. You can make a one-off donation by following the Support This Show link in the show or episode description. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. My name is Sabina Brennan and, you know, I've been thinking that... Just about around this time last year, we had been in lockdown for several weeks. We were on extremely high alert and very, very scared of this new virus. Everything was very new to us and we were hanging on every word that newspapers and broadcasters were telling us. At this point in time, I was asked to appear on the Today Show to talk about the importance of connection with a particular focus on older adults who work cocooning. For those of you living outside of Ireland, the Today Show is an institution in afternoon television in Ireland broadcasting from our national broadcaster, RTE. It's the Irish equivalent of the BBC. And the TV station, we're actually working with the HSE, which is the Health Services Executive. And for those of you in Britain, that is the Irish equivalent of the NHS, the National Health Services. They had become very, very concerned that some older adults were taking the advice to cocoon and isolate to extremes to the extent that it was becoming really detrimental to their physical, mental and brain health and indeed to their cognitive function. And so I was brought in to talk on the show to explain to people that whilst they had to maintain social distance, it was important that they remained socially connected um, because a lack of social connection could ultimately lead to a loss of cognitive function and cognitive impairment and perhaps accelerate a progress towards dementia, particularly in that older population who were cocooning. This concern about older adults allowed them to invite me into the studio to discuss the issue. Now, the Today Show is recorded in a city in Ireland called Cork and I live in a city in Ireland called Dublin and there is a three and a half hour train journey between them. At this point, I hadn't left my home in about six weeks. I mean, literally, you know, I'd gone for my walks all right, but I literally had had zero contact with any other humans other than my husband. Um, He did all the shopping. He did all the external interactions. I was actually writing my book, Beating Brain Fog, at the time, and I was absolutely perfectly content and happy to live in a bubble in my own home. Now, I've appeared on the Today Show lots and lots of times before and ordinarily I love to make that journey down. It's a little bit of time out, three and a half hours on a train. I can get a bit of work done in peace or I can relax and listen to a book, whatever takes my fancy. However, this was really, really different. I was actually completely taken aback by the anxiety and fear that I experienced as I collected my ticket in the ghostly empty train station. 
really was quite scary. And I genuinely kind of went, whoa, this is really weird. Anyway, uh, collected my ticket, got on the train. There was all those yellow signs and only one person allowed to sit every four seats. I mean, gosh, I brought sanitizers with me. I bought Dettol sanitizer wipes. I cleaned down the table that I was sitting at, cleaned down my laptop. I sat in a carriage that was completely empty. I reckon on the on the journey down, there was about four of us on the entire train. On the journey home, I remember feeling really anxious <laughs> when another individual came in and sat in the same carriage as me. They didn't sit near me. They sat in the same carriage, but they also happened to cough for most of the journey. And I really can quite distinctly remember how fearful I I felt. Now, things have moved on and a year later we have become more used to the situation and probably more complacent in so many ways. But that's the nature of being human. We adapt to our ever-changing environment and that has allowed us to evolve and survive. And now people are in some way less fearful of COVID and have become very, very anxious to return to normality and to return to work. But on the other hand, and for some people more than others, they feel totally and utterly fearful of life returning to normal. I spoke to someone the other day who said that they never, ever want to use public transport ever again. They can't imagine ever using it again. And someone else told me that they are breaking out in a cold sweat at the thought of having to go back to work and work in a room, the same room as other colleagues. And they kind of feel a panic because financially they have to go back to work. But from a fear perspective, they feel absolutely terrified. Others are wondering, you know, how to cope with and what to do about colleagues who actually don't abide by the rules. You know, we've all been in those situations where you're in a supermarket and somebody's walking around without a mask or someone's coughing into their hand rather than their elbow. And so some people are very fearful that, you know, within a work setting, what do they do when people don't comply. It's all very well. And I'm one of those people will say, pull your mask up over your nose. There's no point in wearing it unless you wear it over your nose. Or gosh, you just coughed into your hand and then you touched (laughs) the rail on the bus. But when you're in a workplace, that's quite different in a way because you've got to maintain a relationship with your colleagues. And so in a way, it could be more difficult and more challenging to call people out if and when they don't comply. And these are fears, very real fears that are building up within people. And I think it's absolutely critical that employers recognise all of these fears, very real fears, and take preemptive action to allay their employees' fears and reassure them that considered measures have been put in place to protect employees who are returning to work. Don't wait. I urge every employer not to wait until their employees actually return to work to tell them your plans. Keep them informed and let them know well in advance of their return what safety measures and health measures will be put in place. That will help to allay their fears and stop them from worrying unnecessarily. I also think that it would be a good idea for there to be some sort of protocol 
put in place whereby it's not incumbent on individuals to call out other individuals and colleagues if they aren't complying, that perhaps, you know, there is a central place through which they can say, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so is not complying and it's making me fearful and I'm worried I will get infected and that it comes as a directive then from somebody for whom their responsibility is to ensure compliance. That will alleviate a lot of pressure and anxiety from employees. From an employee perspective, I'd urge you to speak with your employer sooner rather than later. I think that the best thing that you can do is to be proactive rather than ruminate and worry about every possible scenario. Write down all of your concerns, turn them into questions and then send them to your employer. The answers that they will provide will either allay your fears or prompt next step actions by your employer or by yourself. Uncertainty feeds anxiety. People are worried about catching or spreading the virus. So eliminate as much uncertainty as you can. So you can do that by speaking with your employer, asking them about how the workspace will be adapted, what protective measures are being put in place and any other particular issues that are concerning you. Having all of this appropriate information as well as answers to any questions you have will minimise uncertainty and allay your fears about potential risks and dangers and make you feel less stressed and less anxious and more ready to take that step back into society. I think it's also really important to acknowledge that anxiety is a very normal reaction in this context. It really is very normal to feel apprehensive, uncertain and even distressed. This is an incredibly challenging period of time for everybody. There are very real risks, but there are also very real steps being taken to minimise those risks. After a year of lockdown and constant messaging about the dangers of the virus, it is absolutely normal and understandable to find the idea of going back to work anxiety provoking. You know, our brains are alerted to a new potential risk in front of us. This is perfectly normal. Acknowledge that it is okay to feel fearful. It is a self-preservation mechanism. Use it well to question and ensure that you will be well protected. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Go gently. 
baby steps are absolutely key in this instance. You will need to get used to a new routine. Don't try to go from zero to hero from the outset. Dip a toe in the water, keep things simple, give yourself time to get used to and embed the new routine and safety protocols. Speak to your employer about a possible phased return to work. You know, test it, try it out, gradually build up. It is also important to remember that you are not alone. Your colleagues will most likely be feeling the exact same things that you are. Voicing your fears can be helpful not only to yourself, but also to your colleagues. You may find that others are feeling the exact same way that you are. And, you know, you may find it less daunting once you actually voice your fears aloud and to others. Routine is critical. Maintaining a regular routine will not only help to keep anxiety at bay, it will also help you to minimise that brain fog that so many of us have been experiencing and it will boost your brain health. Reintroduce as many of your old routines as possible before you return to work. In fact, it really ideally it would have been better if you didn't give up any of your old routines, but start reintroducing them now as soon as possible and include a fake commute in that new routine. Schedule time to smile, to laugh and to have fun. You know, this will actually relieve your anxiety and help you to manage stress. In addition to reducing cortisol levels, laughing and having fun are welcome distractions from anxious thinking. You know, a lot of people have forgotten to have fun during this pandemic. You know what? It really is okay to laugh. In fact, it's really critical that you do laugh and have fun. And that will really help you manage the anxiety and the stress. Learning positive coping tactics will help too. So laughter is a really positive coping strategy, as I just mentioned. You know, why not create a laughter stash that you can call on anytime you feel that panic or anxiety beginning to rise? Stop it before it takes hold by watching a funny video, you know, anything that makes you laugh. It really will kind of get you back before that panic gets out of control. Learn some breathing techniques, you know, try box breathing, you know, breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four. Positive self-talk can really help you move past any negative or anxious thoughts that you have about returning to work. When putting these kind of mantras together, think about the negative things that you tell yourself and then make sure that any mantra uh, or self-talk that you create is actually the direct opposite of these negative thoughts that you've been having. Some to think about include things like, you know, I can do this. It is okay to feel like this. This self-talk can help you to retrain your thinking and overcome your natural bias towards the negative and recognise your own positive strengths, all of which will help you return to work. And it really is important to just state here that don't be afraid to seek professional treatment um, for anxiety if you feel that it is warranted. I do hope that you have found this helpful and I wish you every luck in the first step of your journey back to normality in very big inverted commas. Um, my name is Sabina Brennan and you have been listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 